In the last 100 years, there's been dramatic reductions in child mortality in Western countries, but 90% of the world's people do not share in this prosperity and progress. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Shira Johnson, and joining us today to discuss the United Nations goal to reduce childhood mortality is Dr. Trevor Duke, an intensive care specialist at Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, Australia. Professor Duke is the director of the Center for International Child Health in the University of Melbourne's Department of Pediatrics. The center works closely with WHO and has a focus on improving child survival in developing countries. They've looked at areas of research to include respiratory infections, vaccine-preventable diseases, TB, neonatal care, just to name a few. We're very fortunate to have Dr. Duke with us today. So, Dr. Duke, welcome to ReachMD. Oh, glad to be here, Sarah. Thanks for inviting me on. How did you get involved in world health medicine practicing in an ICU in Melbourne, Australia? I was influenced heavily during my training by several pediatricians who had made major contributions to child health in developing countries, and one of which was Professor Frank Shan, who had worked for many years in Papua New Guinea. And after I completed my training in 1996, I went to work in Papua New Guinea as a pediatrician in the Highlands. I stayed there for many years and then came back to Melbourne to the Centre for International Child Health, which is in the Department of Pediatrics here. And I've maintained my contact with Papua New Guinea and countries in the Asia-Pacific since then. And I have been involved with the World Health Organisation and their work in the Asia-Pacific and globally since 2001. Why haven't some of the reductions that we've had in paediatric mortality in this country carried over to international medicine? In the 1950s, the under-five mortality rate in the OECD countries was about 40 per 1,000 live births. And now, in the 26 or 28 OECD countries, it's down to to 5 per 1,000 live births. That's under-five mortality. In the rest of the world, though, there hasn't been the same progress. There has been in some regions. So in the Central and South American region, there's been very substantial progress, such that that region is on track for the achievement of the Millennium Development Goals in child health. But other regions, such as in Africa and parts of Asia, the countries are not on track. And the reasons for that are complex, but they include limited resources and low priority given for child health, very limited human resources, war, corruption, a whole range of things. What is MGD4? The Millennium Development Goal number four is a goal that all countries have signed up to. And for most countries, it's a goal to achieve a reduction by two-thirds of the under-five mortality that the country had in 1990. And the timeline is by the year 2015. So for countries that started off with an under-five mortality of 100 in 1990, they would aim to achieve a reduction down to 33 by the year 2015. That's a mammoth task. What are some of the steps involved in that process? Yes, it's a big task, and for some countries it's an unattainable task, but for many countries and many regions it actually is an attainable task. The goal was set in the year 2000, so already even at the point of setting the goal, the goal was about 35 40% of the way through in terms of time. Now we have just seven years for countries to achieve their MDG4 targets as well as the other targets in the Millennium Declaration. Some of the challenges to achieving MDG4 are to have a higher profile for child health and to implement essential interventions that will reduce child mortality, and those interventions are now well known. What countries are actively participating right now? 
Well, all countries are participating in that they've signed up to the Millennium Development Goals, but some countries are, I suppose, more along the path of a systematic approach to reducing child mortality than others. As I said, the countries in Central and South America have, in general, done quite well, and many countries in Africa have not done so well, although there are countries in Africa that have done reasonably well. What are the common causes of death of children in these countries that you're trying to target? Throughout the world each year, about 10 million children die. The figure's now down to about 9 point something million. But they die of common conditions. Most causes of death remain infectious diseases, so acute respiratory infection, particularly pneumonia, malaria, although that has regional variation, of course. Uh, diarrheal disease is common the world over. HIV, also regional differences. Measles and tuberculosis, again, common conditions. And then about a quarter of all deaths are due to perinatal conditions, so low birth weight, prematurity, infections and birth asphyxia. They're the common causes of death throughout the world. So given these causes of mortality, what type of interventions are effective? In 2004, The Lancet published a series on effective interventions to reduce child mortality. If people are interested, it's well worth reading. There's a monograph on the subject. And in that series of meta-analyses, The Lancet published on 23 highly effective interventions that would reduce mortality from one or a number of the conditions I mentioned before and could be scaled up to a universal scale in developing countries. And of those 23 interventions, there were 15 that were preventative and eight that were curative. And the interventions are pretty basic things. So improving the quality and uptake of breastfeeding, for example, improving the nutrition and complementary feeding in infancy, after breastfeeding is weaned, improving access to safe water and sanitation, improving access to essential vaccines like Haemophilus influenzae type B vaccine, use of insecticide-treated bed nets to reduce mortality from malaria and anemia and low birth weight, for example. Of the treatment interventions, simple things like antibiotics for pneumonia, oral rehydration solution for diarrhoea, for example, antibiotics to treat neonatal sepsis, they're all interventions that have been proven to be effective and they're the things that all countries should have as a minimum standard of care. You mentioned HIV. What can you tell us about HIV in children in developing countries? HIV has been one of the main reasons why Africa is not on track for achieving the Millennium Development Goal number four. And there has been recent progress in the prevention and management of HIV. So, for example, the Prevention of parent-to-child transmission programs that are now running in many countries has reduced the number of children being born with HIV, improving antiretroviral therapy access for children and their parents has markedly improved and increased the number of children who are surviving from HIV and going on to live productive lives, albeit with a chronic illness. That itself carries a burden to the healthcare system that previously wasn't there. HIV has had profound effects on health systems in many developing countries. So, for example, in um, some African countries, many, many health workers are dying from HIV. And yet the paradox is that to implement programs to reduce HIV, to implement programs for the prevention of parent-to-child transmission or antiretroviral therapy programs, many more health workers are needed. So at the same time as health workers are being lost to HIV, there's actually more and more that are needed to roll out these programs. And the effect of that is even more complex because as more interventions for HIV come on board and are taken up by countries and as health worker numbers don't increase, then that has a risk of stealing resources 
from the management and prevention of other common childhood conditions like pneumonia and diarrheal disease and malnutrition away from those conditions towards HIV. So it's a very complex and interactive impact on the health system is HIV. What about malnutrition? Isn't that almost competing or right up there with diseases in in terms of these kids and mortality? Yes, of the 10 million deaths occurred each year, 95% of which are in developing countries, more than 50% of them are associated with malnutrition. And it's not all malnutrition as we see it on the television, so kwashiorkor or marasmus, the very severe forms of malnutrition. Probably what contributes greater to mortality is actually the much larger proportion of children who have moderate malnutrition, and that contributes to death from pneumonia and diarrheal disease and malaria, etc. So moderate and severe malnutrition contribute to more than 50% of all child deaths globally each year. Can you tell us some stories, perhaps give us some examples of what you and who workers are up against or some of the experiences you've had? Well, I think some good examples are worthwhile here. And I have particular experience in a couple of countries, in Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands, both countries of which were considered, at least up until a few years ago, not to be on track for the achievement of the Millennium Development Goal number four. And with a sustained and systematic approach to improving the child health program in those countries, there has been a very substantial reduction in child mortality. So in Papua New Guinea in 1996, the under five mortality rate was 93 per thousand live births. And the last demographic health survey that was done just in 2006 showed a reduction by 20 percentage points down to 73 or 74 per thousand live births. So very substantial reductions. And I attribute this reduction to a comprehensive approach to improving child health, not focused on any one intervention, but really focused on the implementation of these effective interventions that we know are useful in a systematic way and scaling them up to achieve as best as possible in a country like PNG Universal Access. The same is true in the Solomon Islands where a systematic approach to a national child health plan has resulted in improvements in child health both in the human resources available and in the outcomes that we're starting to see. Dr. Duke, tell me, what specific obstacles do you see to further progress in the future with this? Well, I think some of the challenges relate to resourcing and particularly human resources. It's recently been estimated that there's a deficit across the world of 4.3 million health workers. So 4.3 million doctors and nurses are needed to substantially improve health to the level that the Millennium Development Goals would be achieved. That's a great challenge to health training institutions in developing countries and to governments in terms of resource allocation for training. The other obstacle, I think, is the absolute amount of resources that are available from government health budgets for health. And at the moment, an increase by a couple of percentage points in terms of the proportion of GDP that's spent on health would make a very, very big difference. At the same time, there's also a need to focus on child and maternal health as being a substantial part of the health budget, and not all countries have yet done that. Lastly, where can physicians go for more information if they want to get more involved or if they want to make donations to this work? More information or more resources can be available through the Centre for International Child Health website, which can be found through Google, I suppose, or from the WHO website or the UNICEF website. They're both good sources of information about global child health. There are some journals that publish excellent articles on global child health or global health, particularly The Lancet, but there are others that publish regularly on global health issues. Well, thank you for being our guest today. Oh, you're very welcome, Shira. Thank you. We've had Dr. Trevor Duke. He's been our guest on ReachMD, and we've been discussing the United Nations' goal to reduce childhood mortality. 
I'm Dr. Shira Johnson. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. Or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That is 888-639-6157. And thank you, as always, for listening.